when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Afwa Hush. I'm Peter Frankopan. And in our podcast, Legacy, we explore the lives of some of the biggest characters in history. This season, we're exploring the life of Cleopatra. An iconic life full of romances, sieges and tragedy. But who was the real Cleopatra? It feels like her story's been told by others with their own agenda for centuries. But her legacy is enduring, and so we're going to dive into how her story has evolved all the way up to today. I am so excited to talk about Cleopatra, Peter. Love Cleopatra. She is an icon. She's the most famous woman in antiquity. She's got to be up there with the most famous woman of all time. But I think there's a huge gap between how familiar people are with the idea of her compared to what they actually know about her life and character. So for Pyramids, Cleopatra and Cleopatra's Nose. Follow Legacy Now wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can binge entire seasons early and ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dan Snow's History. I've got such a cool podcast for you today. In 1974, a service was set up called Switchboard, which allowed people to call up if they thought they might identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, uh, now trans or queer. Um, They could call up and they could ask questions, a helpline, a way of talking to someone who would listen, understand and, and perhaps advise. For that 45-year history, Switchboard volunteers kept a logbook of the calls, which means we now have got a brilliant archive of oral history written down by these wonderful volunteers that describe what life was like, the range of issues that faced uh, people, LGBTQ plus people in Britain in the 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond. We got the whole of the whole of humankind is on here, people. It's absolutely brilliant. We got Adam Smith and Tash Walker, who's currently a trustee of Switchboard, they started a podcast called The Logbook. It has been fantastically popular. It's award-winning. And they came on History Hit to talk about the stories that they'd uncovered and what it tells us about our recent history. The moment I heard about Logbook, I thought that is a stroke of genius. What a wonderful archive to be able to, to go through uh, and to, to bring to wider notice. Very, very cool indeed. And the thing I like about Logbook is it's, it's both hysterically funny and deadly serious. It's about the police entrapping men in, in public toilets. It's about gay people being you know, beaten up. And season two of the podcast deals with the HIV AIDS crisis that fell so heavily, particularly uh, on those communities. It's great to get Adam and Tash on the podcast, and I wish them all the very best with theirs. You're going to love it. Go and check it out wherever you get your pods, called The Logbooks. If you want to go and listen to our podcast, but without the adverts on the front, or you want to get History Hit TV, it's like Netflix for history, go to um, historyhit.tv. A lot of people signing up for homeschooling. I hope that's I hope it's proving a useful resource. Uh, if you use the code POD1, P-O-D-1, you get a month for free, and then your second month for just one pound, euro, or dollar. It's pretty cheap. And apart from everything else, don't forget to come on the live tour. 
historyit.com slash tour. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be meeting in the flesh later this year. You're going to love it. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy. Enjoy learning about the logbooks. Tash and Adam, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Do you know, I heard your trailer on the podcast advert thing and I just thought, that is stone cold genius. You know, when someone has a creative idea, that like everyone's had all the ideas, but you guys just had an idea and it's just amazing. Can you tell everyone what it is? Yeah, thanks. Um, sure. It's, it's called The Logbooks and um, we describe it as untold stories from Britain's LGBTQ plus history and conversations about being queer today. That's the sort of tagline of it. Adam, do you want to get more into the nitty gritty? Yeah, we use the archive at a charity called Switchboard, the LGBT helpline, uh, which has been running since 1974. And uh, the vol- it's, it's a helpline. Volunteers take calls, um, telling people, uh, uh, advising people, counselling people, listening to people uh, who um, are calling about their gender identity and sexuality. And so since 1974, volunteers have kept notes. And for several decades, these were handwritten notes in physical logbooks um, in very, what are now very tatty pages and all of those pages are collected together in an archive and we are using those logbook entries confidentially to tell the stories that Tash talked about. It's just, did you always know about this extraordinary archive or did you stumble across it? Tell me that story. Yeah, so I came across the archive. I'm a volunteer at Switchboard and I was rifling around the attic one day, as you do, and came across these books, like Adam described, the physical books. They um, are falling apart. The pages are falling apart as these stories and notes all fall out of them. They're the, you know, it's the best book that either of us have ever read. And we worked to move the archive and lots of other um, archival material from, from the charity to Bishopsgate Institute in London. And I was, I just completely fell in love with them and fell in love with Bishopsgate Institute and the amazing history that's hidden in the archives there. And I started reading them. So I went in for a couple of years and read through these logbooks, read these pages, laughing one minute, crying the next, and just became completely mesmerised by them, in part because they are literally, as a LGBTQ plus person, they're, they're my, my history. And I'd never heard any of this before. I'd never had access to any of this before. And it was just incredible. It was amazing to to delve into like this insight from the past that's just not spoken about. And so I, I started uh, collating the the work that I've been doing, and I and I did some presentations as part of LGBT History Month. And at one of those presentations was where I met Adam. <laughs> so I. <laughs> Yes. Um, I I was just listening to this presentation on a, you know, on a Tuesday night, I think it was. And I I guess I had the same reaction to you, Dan, um, about the idea, which was um, just like hearing Tash talk about these, these stories from this archive, from these amazing pages, I could just hear it as a podcast. You know, I was like, okay, these are uh, notes by volunteers about all sorts of people from all over Britain who have called for help who have called with their stories and it just felt to me like this is really really important heritage really from um, lesbians gay men gay women bisexual people transgender people queer people like since 1974 asking all sorts of questions and that just felt like a really important heritage to to get out and because it was about calls phone calls where it's one person speaking to another person directly into the ear 
it sounded like a podcast to me because I think that's the best kind of experience when you're listening to a podcast is you feel like you're in a private conversation with the people on the other end. And so um, we just, uh, you know, I just went up to Tash and, you know, started like gabbing on about how great this could be if it was a podcast, if we could, if we could do it and, you know, um, make sure that we held that confidentiality of the callers and um, the sensitivity around all the issues and everything that we could, um, you know, make a go of it. And what's so remarkable is there are really funny bits, obviously, uh, because anything involving us trying to have sex with each other is funny. But obviously, then it's like monumental tragedy because obviously, you know, examples of physical assault on on gay men in the uh, in the eighties on transgender people, or and then and then AIDS, like uh, like it's suicide rates. So, so you, you, it's it's uh, well, it's laugh and cry stuff, isn't it? I mean, can we can can we start with? The, the silly funny bits i mean just like brilliantly men just ring up going oh my god i've had sex with a man I'm, I'm meant to be straight like there's quite a lot of that <laughs> yeah totally there's so much laughter there's also so much laughter between the volunteers themselves you know this isn't just a story about the people who called switchboard it's about the volunteers who are switchboard and uh, they are all from the community for the community and they bitch and they moan and they argue and it's this wonderful living diary of the organization switchboard like a personality itself and you sort of see the parallels that um of what's happening in wider society throughout the 70s and 80s with like feminist sexism racism and loads of political arguments that sort of invade and permeate these logbooks but yeah there's so much laughter and we've Season two, we focused um, specifically an episode on the laughter because, and you know, this is something Adam w- will speak to as well. That it, there's these stories are really, really harrowing, and they they are really, they're really, really upsetting to hear. But there's something about the people who live them, the way that they tell those stories, and there's this lightness in it. There's this laughter. There's this survival mechanism that kicks in. And if you can't laugh, you you cry. And the reason that they're still here, being able to share those stories. Um, and that we are here, you know, um, Adam and I as LGBTQ plus people is because of them, because of their strength and because of that laughter of the community that combines everyone together. And one of my favourite stories from the latest Laugh Out Loud episode is of a kid ringing up who um, was so obsessed with Erasure, the band, that he was contacting Switchboard to find out how he could become gay, like the lead singer of Erasure as well. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It's brilliant. I think one of my favourite funny bits from uh, the season one period, which is 74 to 82, is a debate in the logbooks between volunteers about uh, poppers, the drug that you sniff, which um, makes you feel extra warm inside when you're having sex. And um, there, there's a debate about where gay men can get poppers, um, which you could get from pharmacists if you said that you had a heart problem. And the, the volunteers are talking to each other in the pages of the logbook about um, callers ringing to ask where they can get poppers and what advice the volunteer could give about that. Um, and then there's a debate about whether you should need an extra kick when you're having sex. So there's one volunteer who says, oh, no, no, it's only for people who don't get any emotional satisfaction from sex. And then another volunteer writes a note, oh, you sanctimonious tie wearer. And then, the, the, you know, it descends into this. And this is all going on in the phone room at Switchboard, you know, above a bookshop, you know, in King's Cross or below a bookshop then. Probably, I think it was in the basement at that point. Um, but below this bookshop in King's Cross, uh, trying to figure out them, themselves, like, okay, well, what 
advice should we give and and how do we treat callers with respect and how do we kind of get our own house in order so that we can help callers you're listening to dan snow's history i've got the team from the logbooks podcast on more after this hi i'm matt lewis historian and host of a new chapter of the echoes of history podcast If you're an Assassin's Creed fan, and like me, want to be prepared for the launch of Assassin's Creed Shadows later this year, join us on Echoes of History as we head to feudal Japan to explore the real-life history that inspired the latest game from this legendary franchise. Learn about Yasuke, the African warrior who entered the trusted circle of Japan's most powerful warlord. Hear accounts of cultures colliding when Portuguese missionaries landed on Japanese shores and follow Japan's journey through years of division and bitter warfare to unification at the dawn of the modern era. Make sure you catch every episode by following Echoes of History, a Ubisoft podcast brought to you by History Hit, wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is it possible to, to, to track uh, ideas, attitudes... Um, across this podcast series like it in, initially is it a lot of people feeling very very scared at what the community is going to make I mean, i'm definitely not claiming that the world is a safe place for for for, for these communities today but but it is obviously better in that you guys now have a podcast where we're having a good old laugh about it right so uh, so, so but but do you, are you able to track that through these conversations what are some of the big seismic shifts that you've seen the easiest way to put it into a sentence to start with is that the milestones of the LGBTQ plus communities can be traced in the calls that Switchboard has taken. And that starts right back in 1974. You had the partial decriminalisation of homosexuality in 67. And that is exactly why Switchboard started, because this very much underground, unseen community was starting to come up because of this change in the law. And actually, it shone this light on that community that the police then had to react to. So you saw all of these things that you talked about, you mentioned slightly earlier, Dan, the the pretty policemen, the police raids, the arrests of gay men for being gay or having sex with other men. And and, and it it, it threw this spotlight on them and Switchboard was born out of that spotlight. So in the 70s, you have them reacting, helping people to know what to do when they get arrested or if 
a policeman comes into a bar, what their rights were, directing them, you know, straight to the people to contact solicitors who could who could and would support the LGBT plus communities. And then you have the custody battles that many lesbians experienced in the 70s as well. Moving on into the 80s, these still things still carried on through. But then you had the HIV and AIDS pandemic, which just overthrew the community and wider society. And that permeates everything within that period of the logbooks going all the way through to the 90s. You had Section 28, which again, we see in the in the logbooks, um, which is the law that was brought in under Thatcher's government, almost as a direct reaction to HIV and AIDS, um, which which effectively said that you could not promote family pretended relationships. So it was not okay to be LGBT plus and it definitely wasn't okay to support children or tell children about it in schools. And then in the 90s, moving more into like the late 90s, you had the Admiral Duncan bombings, the Soho bombings, the Soho nail bomb that happened in central London. And and it's really interesting. That's something we'll cover in season three, but that shows a shift in the relationship between the police and the community where they came together and worked together rather than against each other. Um, so you have these amazing milestones and this was kind of what formed the part of the presentation that Adam came to that I was trying to show, that these are all shown within these calls. But may- maybe, Adam, you could speak to the other types of calls that that we've seen. Yeah, because although you can track these changes in British history, British culture, society, like Tash is talking about, specifically for the LGBT community, but obviously like having a broader implication... Um, you can also see calls in like that are consistently throughout um, from people who are calling because they're lonely. They're calling because they're isolated. They feel like they're the only person who feels this way about themselves, or they feel like uh, they know that there are other people out there like them, but they don't dare to reach them, um, or that they don't, that they they're not able to. And so those themes of loneliness and isolation come up consistently through the decades that we cover in the podcast. And also, as Tash will say, as a current volunteer at Switchboard, are still very present today. So there's two tracks there in parallel. One is the the changes that have happened and the developments and everything, and then the other thing is this consistent. Uh, loneliness and isolation uh, that all sorts of different uh, LGBTQ plus people have endured and continued to. Just to, to dwell on AIDS and HIV, that, that must be really powerful tracking that in these logs from like, like a lot of, there's a lot of like sickness around, you know, like that was an early, those logs must be like an early warning system for that. It's really, it's really, really kind of, chilling when you read those logbook entries from the very early 80s say, um, saying things like um, you know this person called his lover just died of this illness and he doesn't really know what it is and the doctors didn't seem to know and he now worries whether he's going to be sick too you know really things like that and um, people calling to say that they had seen reports on tv about this or read certain things in the press um, and you just get the sense from the volunteers notes in the logbook entries that um, that something serious is is happening and it's it's going to get really, really big. And it's a sort of weird, perverse coincidence that uh, Tash and me and Shivani, our other producer, were working on this season, covering those years of our history this year in 2020, at the same time as this huge pandemic has happened. And um, so that's kind of added an extra um, layer um, to, to to our experience of it. And it's you know made it more difficult in some ways. I mean, practically and emotionally. Yeah, it's really it is really interesting if you look back in the logbook entries, as Adam said, because 
the what HIV and AIDS happened, but it was the community who collated the information to support them. You know, the what was happening in the medical world was so far behind that if you if you had HIV and you know then AIDS, you became the expert in it. And so Switchboard started collecting the most up to date information from the people that they spoke to and the callers and the volunteers themselves. And what that then became was the National AIDS Manual, which is a really massive charity and organisation that was a direct splinter off from this period of time at Switchboard. And and what's really hard when you read these logbook entries, and indeed when we've interviewed our contributors, because we speak to people who have lived memories of this period of time, um, because it's their, it's their stories and we want to hear it from them in their words. Um, and, uh, and, and it's 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 that everyone within switchboard, you know, picking up these phones, speaking to people, supporting people in the ways that Adam said, but also trying to support each other and trying to deal with it themselves. And uh, there's logbook entries telling the volunteers internally when they hear about volunteers who have died as well. So it's a really complicated, heart wrenching um, period of time. And one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we did when we were covering this, I mean, it's we I don't think we've said it that that explicitly yet um, to you, Dan, but the podcast is as well as lo- those logbook entries. Um, we've got dozens and dozens of interviews of people who have um, lived these memories and lived these e- experiences um, who, who who tell us their stories on the podcast. That's a, that's, you know, at least one third, probably a half of, of, of the podcast is 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 our contributors and um and one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we did was really like honor those people who had um who had lived through that um but also be aware that we had lost so many and so that was a sort of very difficult balance to get right in in how we covered HIV and AIDS which we spread over three episodes in our in our in our season 2 just because there there are so many stories and there are so many people lost and so many memories to honor when you mentioned earlier about uh, they had to sort of work out a line on things, I mean, the other, as well as the, the callers having different concerns, reflecting different realities in, in the time which they lived, have you noticed that the call, the the the, um, the volunteers, like, change, has their advice changed? Like, you know, has their view on the world and, and like, for example, overcoming Lone, like the, the the issues you talked about, for example, loneliness, or, or has there been quite a lot of consistency in in the period that you've studied? I think that's a good question. I think when it comes to themes such as loneliness and isolation, themes that are still very present in the calls that we take today, you know, two of our most common calls are around those things. Effectively, what we're talking about is shame, shame around coming out and understanding yourself. And I think that the way that Switchboard supports those people hasn't changed throughout the period of time, but switchboard as an organization's attitude towards things like you know when switchboard started it was gay switchboard then it became lesbian and gay switchboard biphobia and transphobia was very present because switchboard was a reflection of the wider lgbtq plus community so things like that have really changed along with sexism and racism as we're all learning and evolving and that's what the organization has done it's it's learned and it's evolved but i think that's what's always really fantastic about the organization is that it's not just one person you have, you know, at the moment there's 250 volunteers and it's had varying numbers throughout its lifetime, throughout its 46 years. But those multiple opinions and voices give this stronger, unified voice. And what it really is there for is it's a safe space. It's a listening, confidential, non-directive place to let the caller have have room to talk, to talk about how they feel so that they can work out what is right for them. And yeah, you have stronger 
lines around as a direct result of HIV and AIDS in the 80s. We started raising safer sex on every call. And so it's little things like that, that, yeah, those things have changed throughout time, but that really the actual ethos of the organisation, I don't think it has. Do the logbooks go up to the present day? Um, so the logbooks go up to 2003, which ironically is when Section 28 was repealed. So there's a sort of nice synergy in that. So 1974 to 2003. So we think we've got one more season left um, on the actual logbooks in the format that it is at the moment. Um, but although we've got many an idea of how we could continue after that. Because there's a, a lot of issues around confidentiality and sensitivity around the issues, you know, that would be another reason why we wouldn't want to come up right up to the present day because you know we are handling information about uh, people who have phoned a confidential service so um you know we're, we're very very sensitive we we change information we change details all of those things anyway but um it wouldn't seem quite right to bring it right up to the present day and that's just another reason what is the strangest call that you've ever seen logged there's a hedgehog in my kitchen can you help yeah, that is a good one. The volunteer wrote, I don't know, I, d- I forgot to ask whether it was a gay hedgehog or not. Um, Adam, what about the logbook entries which are talking about this um, <laughs> dog, was it dog or cat breeding cult of <gasps> oh, lesbians? Oh, yes, yes. Well, they, when they use it, they were breeding dogs to then murder them and put drugs inside them and yes, smuggle them. and smuggle them. And smuggle them across borders. And so the, the, the <laughs> volunteer who made, who wrote this very, very long detailed account of this call in the logbook was not sure whether this was like true or completely made up and a hoax call um, because there's tons of hoax calls, you know, yeah. uh, logged in, in the logbooks. Um, and so, uh, but that was, that was a pretty, that was a pretty funny one. Yeah. I just, I just remembered my absolute favourite one. And I know Adam loves this too. Um, at like 4.30am, because Switchboard was 24 hours throughout the 80s and 90s. Um, at 4.30am, a monk rang up. He was running away from his fascist bishop. And he rang up <laughs> to speak to Switchboard. A gay monk. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I must say, joining the... Oh, I'm actually going to say something extremely naughty, but blasphemous about the Catholic Church, <laughs> so I might stop myself there. It's <laughs> your show, I mean, Dan. Guys, Do it. I mean, yeah, true. But, I mean, yeah, come on, Mr. Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, sorry. Uh, great, guys. Well, they, that's so cool. How can people listen to this podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's called The Logbooks. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, all of those things. And you can find out more about the podcast and about us on our website, which is thelogbooks.org. Thank you very much, Tash and Adam. Go and listen to that podcast, everyone. It's an absolute classic. Thanks very much. Hi everybody, just a quick message at the end of this podcast. I'm currently sheltering in a small windswept building on a piece of rock in the Bristol Channel called Lundy. I'm here to make a podcast. I'm here enduring weather that frankly is apocalyptic because I want to get some great podcast material for you guys. In return, I've got a little tiny favour to ask. If you could go to wherever you get your podcasts, if you could give it a five-star rating, if you could share it, if you could give it a review, I really appreciate that. Then from the comfort of your own homes, you'll be doing me a massive favour. Then more people will listen to the podcast, we can do more and more ambitious things, and I can spend more of my time getting pummeled. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dan Snow's History. Please follow this show wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us and you'll be doing us a big favour. Don't forget you can also listen to all of these podcasts ad-free and watch hundreds of TV documentaries when you subscribe at historyhit.com slash subscribe as a special gift. You can also get your first three months for just £1 a month when you use code Dan Snow at checkout.